1: with Carissa Strickland, Airport Operations Supervisor at St. Pete Clearwater International Airport. But before we begin, a few announcements. This episode is sponsored by PlainEnglishSim.com. It's the app-based aviation radio simulator. If you use a coupon code, PlainEnglishSim, all one word, you can get a free scholarships guide, courtesy of PlainEnglishSim.com. Coupons are limited, so act quickly. This is a great app-based simulator used it before. If you're learning English for the first time and starting an aviation career, this is the thing to look towards. Also, they started doing IFR and VFR communications. Terrific app. I I highly recommend it. PlainEnglishSIM.com. Don't forget to use that coupon code PlainEnglishSIM, all one word, to get a possible free scholarships guide. Also, another thing, don't forget, we're doing some more videos on YouTube, and we're getting a lot of uh, great reactions from people. Uh, I know our biggest videos are when we did the introduction to the Cirrus SR22 and uh, some of the other things we've done in the past. We started up the channel again. The pilot interview course is where we're taking one question out of our pilot interview course that we have online, and we're doing one free question a week these questions are primarily for your career maybe going towards an airline or or maybe even charter but those questions are really applicable to people that are looking towards their instrument rating. So you might pick up some good stuff there. About 80% of the questions are actually from the IFR checkride. So check that out. It's in the show notes. Pilot interview course. And we had this really cool video we just did with uh, air traffic controller down at Punta Gorda Airport. And uh, he shows us what it's like to be an air traffic controller. So check those videos out there. Uh, These pilot interview course videos are only about five minutes long, but you'll learn something on each of them. Well, anyway, on with the show. Again, today we're going to talk about airport operations management type of careers. I know we talked about some of the ground operations, etc. But we want to know about all the different careers available uh, at an airport. And uh, with us today is Carissa Strickland from the St. Pete Clearwater International Airport. Hey, Carissa, welcome.
2: Hey, Carl. Thanks for having me.
1: You know, it's uh, great to talk to you again. For those that don't know, uh, Carissa and I have actually known each other for a while because uh, I volunteer as a coach at Polk State College on the flight team and Carissa was a member of that team. So it's, it's wonderful to see you again.
2: Yeah, it's good to see you too.
1: So, Carissa, I've seen a lot of what you've done in your career, just because uh, I've hung out at the flight school a lot and uh, at the college, and it seems that you're, uh, you've are you had this passion for aviation for a really long time, and you've got into the, the avenue of airport more management and operations. Tell us a little bit about your current job, and then we'll talk about how you got into it.
2: Okay. Um, well... My my path into this wasn't exactly a straight path. Um, I first wanted to attend Polk State po- College because they had a professional pilot program. Um, and I, I did receive my commercial and instrument rating all through Polk State. And um, I also had to take some elective classes. And in that time, I was able to um, take airport management classes. And then I also had an internship with the airport at the time and that really kind of shifted my focus in a way that i wasn't really planning but i feel that doing this has been it's been fun because i get to interact with both my coworkers on a daily basis and i see the same faces um but then i also get the interaction with the passengers and um with the other staff members with like the airlines or with TSA and I'm able to build those relationships with those people. And I think that that's something that is really important to me rather than wanting to be an airline pilot, which in the beginning was, I guess, all I knew in regards to aviation, you either were a pilot or you were in flight, um, which is obviously not the case. So, um,
1: yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, by the way, because there is a bazillion different jobs out there to support uh, the flying, because those are the, the jobs we see in the media a lot. But there's so many different things, people from you know repairing jetways to actually the cleaning, front construction, mm-hmm. everything. But uh, so tell us a little bit about some of those, those different jobs. What examples do you have?
2: Um, well, we wear a lot of hats. So um, I, have, I have my required stuff that I have to do to comply with uh, 139 and with the FAA. We also have TSA com- uh, security requirements that we have to also monitor and interact with those folks on a daily basis. So a lot of what I do, we do um, the most important part of my whole entire day is checking the airfield taxiways, runways, making sure that nothing has fallen off of an airplane or um, wildlife isn't on the airfield, making sure that those airplanes coming in and out of our airport land and take off in the most safe environment that we can provide for them.
1: So that's cool, actually, being able to do all those different things.
2: Yeah. And then, I mean, living in the world of COVID, um, some of the stuff that I have to do within the terminal now is just making sure that uh, we provide masks for all of our passengers and the family members that are coming to pick grandma up from her long flight from Syracuse. We're just making sure that we provide a sanitary and safe environment for those people as well. Um, and then we also have any security incident Um within the terminal were the first people to have to fill out those reports and review um, camera footage and that kind of stuff.
1: So you mentioned 139, and that means you're certified to handle airlines. Yes. Um, but you also have a large, this is an interesting thing about where you are, there's a large GA community, general aviation community there also. So you're looking at airlines, corporate, uh, and also small aircraft all mixed within this environment. Uh, how do you manage all that? And is there are there different people that do all those different
2: jobs? Yeah. Um, what's really great about St. Pete is uh, we have we have two FBOs on our field, and the large charters we actually get a lot in the springtime with spring training. We are, and we also have a QVC, I believe it's QVC or HSN, one of those right down the street from us. Um, so we get those high-profile, big. Um, Charter jets in. We also have a few, a couple of flight schools as well that come on the field, and each one of those requires different, different handling and um, a a lot of um, a lot of coordination. If they need, they have questions with any of our construction projects that are going on, or if they. Um, If they have an emergency and they need our help, we're there. We're there for everyone. Um, We just make sure that their transition between the sky and getting on the ground is flawless.
1: So this, it sounds like a very dynamic job. So I'm kind of wondering in my head, people go to a job, they go like to a nine to five job, right? This isn't that nine to five type of thing, is it? There's different hours that you have to work, correct?
2: Oh yeah. we're nights, weekends. Uh, long, I, long hours today, I worked 4 a.m. to noon and not every day is the same. It just depends on, um, depends on the time of year. Sometimes, you know, people go on vacation, you're working 10, 12 hour days. Um, yeah, you can, you can expect to walk out at your time and then we can have a, an alert, we could have a medical, we can have plenty, we could have a thunderstorm knock out our, electrical in the terminal and you have to stay. So you just have to kind of, you have to be flexible. Uh, Flexibility is probably one of the most important things if you're going to be in this career field.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it, but it's also exciting. So it seems like you need a lot of different skills. You're talking about, for instance, airline pilot, our skill primarily is to fly the airplane. And obviously we interact with passengers, but here you're, you're interacting with people from very varied backgrounds, from people that are very technical at the airlines, et cetera, to people who it's their first time at the airport and and you have to, you, these are all your quote unquote customers, right?
2: Yes. Anyone who is, that drives up to our curbside, they don't even have to come into the terminal. Anyone that is on our property is our customer. And I think the most important thing to to remember is like you said, You don't know their background. You don't know what led up to them arriving at your terminal, the journey that they've already gone through to be in the terminal. Um, It's just important that if you do interact with those customers or passengers, whether they are um, nervous flyers or they've flown for the hundredth time, um, it's just important to be polite to them. And a lot of the times if it's if it's a negative experience that they've had a lot of the times they just want someone to hear them. And I think that in, in my job, I may not always have a solution and I may not be able to fix it, but I can point them in the right direction and I can kind of alleviate whatever stress they may be feeling and then point them towards, well, I can't fix it, but I can get someone to help you with that issue. And that's a lot of what we do. It's a lot of, we receive a problem and we point them in the right direction to try to fix it and make it better for them.
1: So, Carissa, how about as far as from a formal standpoint, you know, because you got the 139 and all that type of stuff, is there anything from a formal educational standpoint that someone could look to? Um,
2: yeah, I would say taking classes at Polk State was really a good foundation for me. Um, I learned I learned a lot of the basics. Um like I said previous, one of the most important things I have to do once a day is do our 139 inspection, checking runways, taxiways, uh, fuel farm. There's a whole list of things um, and we have to check and inspect and knowing what to look for before you start your first job as an ops person really gives you kind of like a step up. Um Also, I mean, it does help if to have somewhat of a pilot background or an aviation background. Um, Writing and being able to read things like NOTAMs is very important. Um, And even being able to read something like a METAR also gives you just that little bit of an extra step. It's not that you can't learn it if you didn't go or attend a class, um, but it really helps give you that foundation. Also, just taking classes if you're taking in-person classes. Um, you get to network with a lot of people. I have had more interactions and friendships with people that I met at Polk State that I still will message them and ask them questions and be like, Hey, we're doing this in my airport. What are you guys doing? Are we, are we right? Are you right? Um, and just having that, that interaction and that friendship with people is really helpful. Not just when you're trying to do your homework on the computer, but also in your career for life so um having that experience has been priceless
1: yeah i think that's a big part of it is the networking as far as getting a degree in general uh, from a Mm -hmm. college and i think that's uh that's terrific that you have that resource because i do get to talk to quite a few different people that have come out of the airport management uh in section of our of the degree and they really enjoy what they're doing and uh they've always said that they still always keep in touch with the the people that are their alumni there so that's awesome Um, but if you don't have a degree uh, in airport operations management uh, is there any type just in general would it be good to get say a management degree or something to prepare yourself or would just basically any type of degree like you said reading writing and that type of thing which I guess you do a lot of uh, in communication that's that might be important I'm thinking
2: yeah Um, I mean if you if you love reading and writing let me introduce you to Air- <laughs> airport <laughs> <laughs> advisory circulars um, reading and writing is a the big boring part of our job that i hate i i love it i love personally doing it i love reading and writing um, but i could put some people to sleep talking about advisory circulars so it's not the glamorous part of the job but it is a absolute necessity and it a lot of the stuff that we have to read and write the uh airport emergency plan i just uh, finished rewriting that for St Petersburg it took months but um if i talk to people about that they're gonna be like yeah i pass on this field because that does not sound fun um but yeah I, I would say that you reading writing a business degree very useful lots of people that i that i um i work with or um no work in this career field, they have business backgrounds um, because the airport is a business at the end of the day. We're here to make money. Um, and so I, I would say any background is a good background. There's no, I wouldn't say there's a one size fits all for this. I, it's, it's pretty flexible career field for getting into it. You know, it's
1: interesting you talked about it's a business and I'm kind of wondering in my mind, maybe you know the answer to this. Are most airports... Either run by the city or run for the city, I guess. Or are they private? Or are they public? How does how does that work?
2: Um, so uh, Saint Petersburg is actually it's county owned, and so same as I would. I don't. You can have privately owned airports, but not. I mean they're they're rare. Most of the time, they are a government agency of some sort. Um, that is one of the benefits of having. Of being in this career field is you're always in some type of government job. So the the benefits are pretty good. You get paid holidays. Uh, if you work, you get time and a half, 4th of July this past weekend. Um, you know, you worked, but you're getting paid well to be there. And, you know, you, it's it's usually not as busy on those days since it is a holiday. So I always opt to work those days for sure.
1: So getting to that, so most of these uh, jobs do seem to be government jobs. So the pay and benefits, um, I don't know if you can share, like, basically what people in airport ops would be making, say, from uh, a standpoint, in general, if you can speak towards that, you know, basically starting out about what someone might start with, like an internship all the way up to, like, the upper management and the airport
2: operator. Um. Yeah, I mean, I know when I first started, when I was an intern, I started and we were making $10 an hour, and we were also part-time. So it was like 30 hours, 25 hours a week. Um, that was around $10. And I want to say the average for what I'm doing, and I also supervise our traffic um, assistants, and we have six of those. So we get paid anywhere between 18 and 22, I would say is our our average range. Um, And then, I mean, if you're going up to airport, an airport manager, you're looking at between depending on the size of your airport, obviously. For for my size airport, um, I'd say between 90 to 100, a little over 100, something like that. Um, I'd say it's a good a good range.
1: Uh, if you're somebody looking for a long-term job, I guess the point is this is definitely something to get into.
2: And, and it's also, I mean, this, the, going back to kind of what the schedule is, the schedule, the schedule can be seniority based. It's not always, sometimes it's seniority based. Um, it's nights and weekends, but you're home every night, you know, aside from working overnight, cause we do have an overnight shift, but you are home every night, um, And we work eight hour shifts. Some airports work 10, 12 hour shifts, but you still get those two, three days off um, and you get to live somewhat of a normal schedule. Whereas if you are working for a pilot or in flight, um, your schedule may be not as routine.
1: Yeah, I can say that. I haven't been home for three days, so uh, you know it's uh, it's nice to be back home. That's for sure, and sleep in your own bed. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I get that one. So for those that love to be home every night, boy, it's perfect. That's for sure. Um, you know, you mentioned something uh, about internships. Is that something that you usually find out about from the airport, or uh, and and also, how did you find out about yours?
2: Um. was through one of my professors he was able to um, kind of bridge that need from the airport um, and have the resources of all the students at Polk State to be able to provide that Um, I think if you are attending a, uh, a college that that would be a little bit easier I would say if If you're not in a college situation, you can go on com, which is the airport's accreditation. Um, And they sometimes, and it's usually in the springtime around January, February, they will post internships for different airports and you can apply there. And most of the time you don't need experience. You just need to have an accredited class or you, you need to be a student to apply for them sometimes.
1: And they also have scholarships, too, which is terrific. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we have those in the scholarships guide, too. That's why I'm glad you brought that up. I had forgotten about that. But uh, uh I can't remember mm-hmm. which one. We'll have a link uh, mm-hmm. on the website. And that's actually what's really cool about that, too, is that they have, like, this newsletter you can sign up for and, and, and really start getting involved in that whole airport operations aspect and life. And actually, that's something kind of I do is I try to read them every so often just so that... Uh, I can understand what it's like in, in airport operations, and what the challenges are, et cetera. So uh, I'm assuming that you guys are members, uh, obviously uh, of the organization and mm-hmm. uh, and you can get all those those great resources. And like any professional organization, uh, you know it's kind of neat to to have that the camaraderie. Uh, you know, you guys all talk the same as far as the airport operations. <laughs> and, we and get the, together. And
2: the student discount. I really miss the student discount because it was it was very <laughs> inexpensive. Um, I can't remember exactly how much it was, but it it's it's affordable.
1: It is affordable. Okay. Well, I definitely, uh, and we'll have a link in the show notes, by the way, uh, for all that. But um, one of the things that I always think about when I think about airport operations is uh, it seems that there is an aspect, and correct me if I'm wrong, that there, there is a little bit of a risk involved because you, you do operate out in an environment where there's other aircraft, correct? So, mm-hmm. so safety is something that's incredibly important. So, I was wondering if you could talk towards that. I mean, what type of training do you go towards so that you can operate safely? And is it something that is is a high risk? Have you found uh, from your experience or from what you've heard?
2: Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say it's high risk. I feel like there are a lot of a lot of train uh, training in the background. Um, I mean, we don't allow people who aren't movement area trained to drive on taxiways and runways. They go through over a week, uh, maybe. Well, they go through a week of computer-based training, and then we also have hands-on training that can be months, depending on on what the project is and how often they're going to be moving on taxiways and runways. Um, but we we don't sign off on anything unless we feel they're one hundred percent to go out on their own. Um, as I would say that we just we I'd like to say everything is super safe, but you see those YouTube videos that go viral of things getting sucked into engines, and I've seen it. and i I like to I like to say that that would never happen, but i I know that it has. um. In my job, in my experience, um, we have to go through annual training and they're always nice refreshers. A, a lot of our stuff is not real. It's we use it so often in our in our career driving on the runway, talking to ATC it's Second Nature. Um, but I think it's it's important to just remain vigilant when you're out there and just know that um Airplanes are moving a lot faster than you think they are. So just because tower cleared you across the runway doesn't mean you're not going to look. So it's just remaining vigilant mostly and um, always, always doing your um, continual training, and continual learning because you, you can never know it all.
1: Yeah, that's for amen to that. You know, I think it's really cool when you get to go out there on the ramp. I got to go with an airport ops person to go pick up an airplane and uh, at a big airport, and I was like, "Wow!" You know, you don't realize how big those planes are until you drive (laughs) by. It's like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, (laughs) it's a cool job.
2: Airplanes, you're just like, "Oh, these are these are much bigger than (laughs) they
1: look in the pictures." (laughs) And that's like a cool thing about the job—you get to see things from a much different perspective than most people get to see. Oh yeah,
2: uh, we yeah we get we get behind the scenes access to all the fun airplanes. I mean, if we have military airplanes come in, um, uh, we have celebrities come in on their private jets, just being able to see that it's not, you would never know that they were there and they were moving so seamlessly through the airport. And just having that, having that access is kind of makes, makes the days a little special.
1: Yeah, it must be special. As a matter of fact, talking about special days, airports have pretty cool events. And for those, because this is not video, we won't see, but uh, I, I see you're wearing a Girls in Aviation Day. Uh, those are, and we had one here at the local airport here in Lakeland, but mm-hmm. those are big events. And that must be, a, I would think, a, a real challenge and, and a lot of fun for the type of job you're doing. How much do you get involved with something like that?
2: Um, our special events, we don't do as many special events um we we do a lot of tours um which which can be fun you just show them around try to explain um and answer the questions are always my favorite part because you really that's when you you don't know what's coming your way and you're really trying to trying to provide the best answer possible um Usually it's just a lot of planning and coordinating and knowing what your specific job is going to be and follow that plan and don't vary from it. Um, we do have a special or a big event coming up in uh, February. You may have heard of it. The uh, Super Bowl <laughs> is in Tampa. Or supposed oh, yeah, that. That. <laughs> um, we, we're in the middle of a... a uh, we're resurfacing our largest runway, which has to be done before the Super Bowl. So stuff like that. We're already in the talks for planning and coordinating that event um, will be the overflow for most of the general aviation aircraft. Um, and so something, something like that, like the Super Bowl, is not something that we plan a month in advance and we just cross our fingers. It's something that we have been talking about now for a year and a half, um, if not longer, because it's... This whole runway project has kind of been focused around this event. So um, yeah, it, de- it depends on the size. It can be we can start planning a month in advance if it's something small, maybe like Girls in Aviation or tour. We can we can do that in a, a month. Um, the Super Bowl, a year or longer.
1: Well, that actually sounds like really cool, uh, being involved in that kind of a project, uh, both the big and the small. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. So, Chris, yeah. <laughs> Chris yeah. this is really cool talking about airport operations. What what do you think is probably your favorite part about uh, being in this job?
2: Oh, I get asked that question a lot. Um, I li- There's several things. And they're opposites. I like that I get to work with the same individuals every day. I get to see their faces. We we learn, bounce ideas off of each other. Um, I get to work with other organizations and build those relationships. Um, but I also get to work alone, which I really enjoy. Um, and then I also get to work both inside at a computer, but then I have the luxury of being able to go outside and i can be around aircraft around wildlife um, and so it's a it's the it's the combination of having the best of all both worlds um so that's that's kind of what i like if i if i am not tasked to be around the passengers and i and i don't want to be inside the terminal i have an escape so i'd say that's probably my favorite thing it's having and I'm ne- i can always change my scenery
1: that sounds really cool it's not the same thing every day that's for sure right. Uh, definitely not the nine to five type of thing. But uh, yeah, that actually this sounds really interesting. And if someone is kind of interested in doing this as a job, uh, what advice would you give to somebody that's just starting to look into it, as far as the job is concerned? Maybe advice as to what they should start doing now to prepare themselves to uh, to become uh, airport operations and and management that type of thing.
2: I would I would say. If there's not, if you have a local airport and there may not be an airport operations per se position, um, but if they have something with the local FBO with working on the ramp, with fueling airplanes, um, any type of ground operations really gets you up close and personal. Very similar to what I do. I may not interact with the aircraft, um, but you'll learn a lot. You'll learn about fueling. You'll learn about um, how to park an airplane, you'll learn those basics, which I also have to know. I may not use it, but I need to know it. Um, And then if you, like I said, if you have a a, a pilot certificate, even a, a private pilot, you'll learn the basics, and you'll learn the language that is aviation, and that will help you slowly um, be able to interact with people and connect with those people to network, to which could potentially lead to someone hiring you in the future.
1: That's some great advice. I think having more knowledge in general, you know, working at a small airport, large airport, being a pilot really does help. Uh, mm-hmm. What a cool, diverse job this is. I mean, what a neat uh, job you have. And also uh, the fact that it's it's a great job, provides a great living. Uh, it's something that allows you to be home every night uh it but there there must be some challenges i'm thinking uh in the job there there must be some part of it that uh some people might find as a challenge what do you think those might be or do you like your job so much that there aren't any <laughs>
2: there are challenges there are definitely challenges but it's 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 being able to think quickly on your feet i guess if there is a problem if If, if long-term has filled up and you don't have anywhere to park people and they're not great drivers to begin with, like, how are you going to easily get those people to where they're, where they need to be? And then once they're inside the terminal and they're unhappy, how are you going to diffuse that situation? Like, you can't just continually let people, um, struggle to get on their airplane, um, there's stuff like that. It's, it's a lot of little stuff, little things that you just have to be able to easily coordinate and find a solution quickly. Um, well, that else?
1: could be fun too.
2: Yeah. That, that is what I like about it. It's the struggle is what I like when we're, when <laughs> someone comes up and they have a problem, being able to fix it and coordinate with maintenance or coordinate with the airline to get things accomplished at the end of the day is the greatest sense of accomplishment. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a better example, a more. Um, well,
1: even if they're, you know, it, it sounds like you like it a lot. So there might be not a lot of things that you perceive as being a challenge. That's for sure. How about people, ba- different backgrounds? I know there's some people that are maybe a little bit older. Uh, I know young people have their life ahead of them. Have, have you seen anybody say in their middle ages start into this type of career?
2: I would say it's definitely possible, especially if you're coming out of the military. If you're coming out of the military, um, it's it's a pretty simple, easy transition. It's a, You already know the language. You already have a, a basic idea of how things are going. Um, I would say if you're coming out of the military, this would probably be a very good transition.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of those skills do transfer over, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's another another real great uh, avenue for for those folks that are transitioning out of the military. Mm-hmm. Well, Carissa, we're running up on a, our time here, but I I do want to say thanks so much for for coming on to talk about the different careers in uh you know aerospace. In, excuse me, the management at the airport, and uh, one of the things that I think. I'd love to do. And one of the parts of this podcast is important is for people to, to reach out. And if you have questions and you're listening, uh, write to us, feedback at aviation Curse podcast, hit the contact button. Is there anything else you want to share with them? Or do we just send along like a website or anything or any type of account that you want to point them towards?
2: Um, I mean, they can, um, the only social media I really use is, uh, my Instagram, which is all underscore things underscore Carissa. um, they can follow me there. They can message me. They—that's uh, really where I do my, the most networking. I have a LinkedIn too, but I'm—I'm I'm not the best at LinkedIn. <laughs> um, I, I, it has a purpose, but I'm not the best. That's Instagram is usually where I—you can find me most often. Um, and I mean, if anybody has any questions, that's where I really network the most with fellow operations folks. Um, oh. Yeah, so that. That would be the the one place you can find me if you have questions.
1: Well, we'll do that. We'll put a link in there. Also, by the way, we talked about Polk State College and and St. Pete and the aerospace mm-hmm. program, Polk State. All those links we'll put on the, the, the show notes here at dot com. Chris is awesome. I, I can't wait to see what, what's coming up next. Can can you share maybe what's, what's happening next, or is this uh, something you don't want to share right now as far as what's next in your career?
2: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I never thought in a million years I would be doing this career, like, period so i i all all avenues are are possible i would say
1: Just in general in life, all avenues are possible because yeah. uh, look at Carissa. I mean, started off flying airplanes, went into management and airport operations and uh, has a terrific career, loves what she does. Actually, I think, Carissa, you like uh, just about anything you do. So that's, you have <laughs> such a great out, outlook on life and, uh, and it's a great attitude to have in general, somebody that you, know, you should follow because of that. Uh, But uh, this has been wonderful. Uh, Can't wait to hear uh, what the next step is. And uh, keep sharing those photos, especially on Instagram. Love the different things that you put out there as far as uh, airplanes and, and airport operations. Thanks. Well, I've been speaking with uh, Carissa Strickland uh, from uh, St. Pete Clearwater International Airport, uh, Airport Operations Manager. And boy, I tell you, it this is such a neat career to look into. Uh, airport operations is something I think people don't realize is incredibly diverse. You do get to have that interaction with aviation all day long, fulfills that passion for aviation. A lot of people, like Carissa said, looks towards, you know, Flight attendants, pilots, but there's so much more than that. And if you're interested in more careers, again, we have links down below in the show notes. And the most important thing though is if you're somebody that's interested in this and you want to reach out, it's easy. Look at the show notes, click on Chris's Instagram messenger. She's more than willing to answer the answer those questions. Chris, again, thanks so much for being here.
2: Thanks, Carl. I appreciate it.
1: You know, if you're listening right now, do me a big favor. You know, after you hit stop, don't stop there. I want you to look into some of the things we talked about either in the show notes or if there's something else that you're interested in your life. I know there's some challenges going on in the career field right now, but whatever it is you do, don't stop. You have to do something. Keep continually moving forward. I want you to do something today to move forward in your career, whether it's a small thing, just looking up a website, or it's starting a new course or starting a new degree. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there.